Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. One more day, Weekend Warriors. We're almost there. And for those of you folks who live in the great state of New York and really abroad, there are many parents who are traveling to New York City this weekend. Uh, I have something that I want to promote. Uh, You guys know I don't promote things unless I'm willing to put my name behind them and something that's important, right? And I've said for the past, oh, I don't know, six months that the proverbial hill upon which to die is that of protecting the innocence of our children. Welcome back. Life, love, and liberty. The world is a complete mess right now. This country is headed toward who knows what. Most of you are busy stockpiling and, you know, getting your own families together while sending your children off to indoctrination camps. And I do not say that as hyperbole. And you're going to hear from a parent today who, if you follow me on Twitter, you've heard her in my spaces before. She's extremely passionate. And because she has gone through hell and back to grab her own children from the clutches of this indoctrination system, I call her my black Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> and I hope that one day this lady's bank account is filled as much as Miss Aaron Brockovich's because she's not only fighting for her own kids, she's standing and fighting for yours. And so I wanted to bring this story to you today because I have had people on with America First Legal. I've had uh, Ian Pryor on with me. I've hosted spaces on Twitter to uh, you know, bring information to parents around the country, whether it's about private schools that have completely just lost their minds with the type of uh, control and power they think they wield over your children. You have a completely bloated and weaponized Department of Justice on your hands right now. We know now that Merrick Garland lied to Congress about the FBI having dossiers on parents and being told to actually stalk parents who are troublemakers at their respective uh, boards of education meetings. It's not acceptable. And it's not enough to just sit around being angry about it and tweeting about it and posting stuff on Facebook and just pounding sand in your own mind. There are parents who are coalescing to get together and protest, and this weekend there is a protest schedule. We're going to get to that in just a moment. So this is uh, this is the hill upon which to die. If you're not proverbially, if you're not going to defend the innocence of our children, and right now clearly we've got some godly momentum at work, If you are in favor of life, you see we have some serious momentum at work that's going to kick things back to the states to be able to decide for themselves, which is ultimately you. You are in charge of who is elected into your state legislatures. So if they're not representing life, get rid of them. Quit voting them into office. Get a hold of your election grid. 
first and foremost and make sure that those are legitimate. Right? God is on our side. Amen? God is on our side. And whenever it comes to life and innocence and little people and them being manipulated and molested mentally and emotionally, um, that cannot be allowed to stand. And I'm going to tell you something before we get to my guest. I hear this from parents around the country who there's like this divide, this class divide, almost like a caste system of of within education between public school parents and private school parents. And I think that's a real shame because some of you in the public school system look at private school parents like, well, what are you complaining about? You get, you have a choice. Well, so do you. Imagine paying $30,000 a year for your kids to come out confused about their penis or their vagina. Try that one on for size. The rest of us are paying public school funds for your kids to go to school and be confused. Right? But people who are paying for a private education expect more, unless you're of that ilk who's okay with causing kids to be confused in the name of acceptance, in the name of love. And there's nothing loving about uh, this statistic. You ready? Here's one. A new analysis shows transgender individuals have a significantly higher mortality rate when compared to cis men and women. First time in my life I've even heard the term cis was like two years ago. Amazing. Uh, using data compiled by the net by, from the Netherlands spanning five decades. Right? Uh, here's another one. Suicide amongst... Transgender data indicate that 82% of transgender individuals have considered killing themselves. Is that okay with you? 40% have attempted suicide. Mainly highest amongst the youth. And you know what they'll tell you to sell this indoctrination into your schools? That by accepting this confusion in kids' lives and not even accepting but by perpetuating it through tropes and narratives and entertainment, by normalizing things, all of a sudden it's just going to miraculously cause them not to want to end their lives because they'll feel accepted. Now, I'm going to address this like I do most things on my show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Faith first, kingdom first, not America first, kingdom first, America always. That was my tagline, by the way. Thank you, Matt. So I'm not bitter, but Kingdom First says that God is not the author of confusion. Amen? And God is not, um, God is not confused about how he created someone. And God only knows when you're going through your, your childhood, man, your teen years, you're so vulnerable and you're so already hormonally charged by everything and about everything. Can you imagine what goes on in these little people's minds while they're being transitioned into something that they think they might want to be? It is madness. And us agreeing with it is not going to make them feel any more loved. They should be loved, period. Everyone should be loved. End of story, full stop. But that doesn't mean that your children should be um hijacked from you, kidnapped mentally and emotionally. It's not okay. So agreeing with this confusion 
is not going to bring about the solution set that people want to believe that it will. And I believe there actually are some liberal people who are more than likely godless, um, who think that if you will just wrap your arms around people, that they will be okay. I really do believe that. I don't think everyone who perpetuates this, you know, let's all sing Kumbaya around the, around the trans Christmas tree. Um, I don't, I don't think they're all, you know, completely demonic. I don't, I think some people really do think that it is the loving thing to do because they just don't know any better. But if you know better and you're not standing up for your children and everyone else's children, then you're part of the problem. As you heard right there in my intro. Uh, Okay. So without further ado, let's get to one of my, one of my, like my all time favorite spaces. Look at you. I'm so glad you're here today, girl. Thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. We have with me today, Miss Gabrielle Clark. Uh, and she is part of an event that she's about to tell us about that's happening in New York City this weekend, this Sunday. Is that right? Talk to us about who you are, about what your story is, how crazy it is, and um, yeah, and tell us what's going on this weekend. Go for it. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, finally. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're welcome. Talking on spaces for a good long while. Um yeah, my name is Gabrielle Clark for everybody out there in YouTube land, and um, I fight indoctrination. It started with my son, who was uh, in a senior in high school, and he was asked in his sociology of change class to list his, his identities, uh, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, uh, religion, that sort of thing. And then he was supposed to attach signifiers of oppressed or privileged. Um, And we thought that that was inappropriate. We decided that we weren't going to participate in that sort of um, in that sort of divisive exercise. It is a violation of our civil rights and we weren't going to do it. So we um, asked the school to let William opt out of that class. They said no. So we sued. I filed the first federal lawsuit against CRT indoctrination in America in December of 2020. And while I was fighting for my son, another school was indoctrinating my daughter with SEL. She decided that she was a boy and she was completely and totally captured by the transgenderism cult. So I had to stop my um, activities with um, some of the lo- some of the organizations across the country so that I could attend to my daughter and recapture her from that cult. Okay. And can, I did that. Can you walk us through how you discovered that she was starting to believe that she was a boy? And I'm assuming that the school was uh, enforce, reinforcing this belief system. So walk us through at, cause I want people to hear you. I, I want people to feel you. I, I want people to know what you went through, uh, with your daughter, who's now believing that she's a boy. I would imagine the school is reinforcing it. Is that where, where is, is that where this started? 
Was it at school? Was it on TikTok? Was it entertainment? Like walk us through the story of, of discovering that. You know, just like any other situation, it's kind of that trifecta, right? The, uh, between, you know, friends, your, your school environment and entertainment. Right. So when you have, when you have, uh, our, all of our kids are kind of on social media, you know, almost as much as they're doing any, any other activity. Sure. Uh, I mean, and, and my daughter wasn't even as as active on social media as some children are. Um, I was even monitoring. I was monitoring, and it still happened. So wow. you, you know, social media. She was. She, it was TikTok and Instagram, and then um, you know, it was it was fun at first. It was it was uh, you know, we basically just playing uh, dress up. You know, just just playing some uh, very um, involved dress up. How old and was then, she when this started? How old was she? She was she was in the seventh grade. Okay, she was in the seventh grade, early in the seventh grade. Okay, and you know, it was fun. It was something fun to do. It was fun for for both of us, really, because it was like I loved seeing her put on her makeup and make her little videos and stuff like that, and put it on TikTok. She was getting really good at it. She was making her own makeup all of that. So she wasn't, so to clarify, she was not having fun dressing as a boy. She was having fun dressing as a girl. She was putting on makeup and having a time with mom. And so you're thinking, okay, we're on the, we're on the road to girlhood. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking, Hey, this is my next YouTube star. This is my next TikTok star. (laughs) She's going to be TikTok famous. We're doing it. Sure. That's what, you know, that's what you're, you know, um, and so she, she was really getting good at it and she was, she was having fun and, um, and it was seemingly harm, harmless, but you know, when you get on TikTok, there's more to TikTok than just videos. Um, there's, there's all kinds of, um, people that you don't, I mean, you don't know who's on the other side of that screen That's right. and you don't know who's on the other side of those keyboards. So, you know, um, I later found out that there were about 5,000 men following my daughter. Now, and, and, and a good portion of them were trans, trans women, like they like to say. So these are men wow. getting dressed up in dresses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like she's like yeah. jamming on the makeup. She's cute. Right. right. Okay. Yes. And so, you know, um, and, and the, while she was at home, because this is still during, you know, lockdown in right. Las Vegas. Okay. So while she was at home, it was easy, easy to monitor and control. But then once she started going to school, she met a friend, a trans friend. Right. And then um, there were other issues. Some of the children were not adjusting as well to having been uh, separated from their friends for so long. Right. So, you know, the children were struggling. And so we all thought it was good that the school provided a therapist. Right. We all thought that that was a good idea. But then the TikToks started getting a little weird. And the dressing, the the costumes and stuff started getting a little dark. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and the the anime started to get yeah. a little more raunchy. You know, yep. everything was starting to 
Uh, and then there was, you know, this declaration of being non-binary. Now, when, when your child declares that they're non-binary in this climate, you just go, you just roll your eyes and, and um, just dismiss it. Because, you know, that's just one of those, you think that this is the, this is the thing that kids are going through now, you know, in this day and age, and you're trying not to be an old fogey or whatever, you know, and trying not to be an old fart. And so you're like, okay, whatever, non-binary, no, but right. yeah, whatever that means. Right. And you just ignore it. Yeah. Right. But then, exactly. you know, then it starts to get a little bit more um, interesting. And yeah. The, and and the, the, the change, the, there's a change, there was a change in her personality. Now, this is a, a, a child who used to, when she would hug you, she would shut her eyes and squeeze her eyes so tight and hug you with all of her heart. And, you know, she was starting to get cruel and mean right? and, you know, sarcastic and not in like a cute, fun way either. It was getting nasty. Sure. And the attitude was getting nasty. Regular old chores that she has had to do her whole life started to become like, uh, like I am, uh, like I'm, I'm abusing her. You know what I mean? I mean, right. this is, this was, this was the way it was getting. And I noticed that there was a correlation between the times that that her behavior and her anxiety and uh, tem temper and stuff like that. There was a correlation between when that was the worst and when it and and when it got better. Right. And that was in, revolved around the time that she would go and to the therapist every few weeks. And it was just like in between those times, the therapist that the school put in place, right. Got it. Okay. And I started to, I was like, what is going on? And then summer came. I brought my daughter here to Houston because I live in Houston. Okay. Now. We moved okay. to Houston. We had to escape. Um, right. But I brought her here to meet my family over the summer. And while we were here, she went back to that sweet little girl. And I was, that's when it clicked to me. This right. is not children nowadays something is going on with my daughter right so when we you know over that over the course of that summer i mean it was it was it, it was difficult my mother died um her grandmother that was mm. um you know that yeah. was really uh, traumatic for our family um we're still involved in the lawsuit you know with william that's uh, that's always a uh you know a, a tense experience sure and it's never not tense so you know these are the kinds of things that i'm doing every day and i'm involved in every single day right and 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 i'm an activist for this and an advocate for this every single day so when i saw it happening to my daughter i really did see a lot more than most what most people understand right and once i realized this is not just kids nowadays that my daughter is captured. I resolved to to get her back. That's right. Good for you. And so I paid attention. Right. Paid attention, moved across country. Yeah. I'm, well, not across country, but you moved, packed up and moved and got her out of that environment. Um, exactly. And listen, I've had parents when I had Ian Pryor on with America First Legal because they're contending with uh, things of this nature as well. And, um, 
in in Ian more specifically, but and he covers it very well. Uh, so does Pedro Gonzalez, by the way. There are um, and Christopher Rufo is someone that everyone should be following to keep up with what the heck is happening in the education space for sure. Um, but we, you know, parents would come up and just be like, well, you know. I mean, I, I just, I just feel like until I have to address it, I don't really want, you know, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. Gabs, people think that if they just don't look at it, it's not there. And like, it'll just go away. Like it's a trend. So what do you say to those parents? You're, you're deluding yourselves and you're setting your child up for not, not just failure. You're setting your child up for a life long debilitating illness, a lifelong debilitating mental and physical illnesses. I mean, we're talking about after the, after, usually after they get old enough, then the medicalization starts. And once you get started on that stuff, you can't just go back. And a lot of the time it sterilizes those those people right and it and it ruins their ability to um, maintain regular sex sexual function sure and and normal sexual function that's the last thing you want is a grown bitter dude who can't get it up and can't get, i mean we don't need that we i was waiting for you to emerge <laughs> we, do we need that though i don't no, think girl we, need that. we don't need that no you know no. so um no and a whole bunch of women who can't have babies exactly i mean you know this is uh, you know a whole bunch of women who can't have babies right you right. know I, and, and and women who would otherwise now a long time ago Whenever there was some sort of body dysmorphia, which children go through during puberty, it's not unusual. But but we 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 observed a practice of watchful waiting. Right. You just keep an eye on it, and they would usually grow out of it. Right. And a lot of the time, if there was still some persistence, then that person might you know, have to come to grips with the fact that they're gay. Sure. And what, you know, a lot of the times what we're seeing is, is that this is, they don't want to be. And so this is the alternative. Well, being gay and or being lesbian and altering your biology are complete, are, are like night. They're just not synonymous. They're not congruent. They're not the same. And I think, and, and my gay friends are literally fed up with this whole trans and plus, uh, whatever that is, which I think we're about to find out what that is. I don't think we really want to know what that is, but it's coming to an American state near you, uh, with the sexualization of children, um, and in this whole, uh, the, what is this society that's like, uh, individuals who are attracted to minors, minor attracted persons, uh, maps, you know, everything's an acronym, uh, so that people stay stupid as to what something really means. Right. And so I'm like, no, there, 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 it should never be okay for someone to start to normalize being attracted to children. That is criminal in this country. No matter who you are, it is criminal. Well, unless you're in California, I would imagine. I think they're now dismantling some of the protections uh, for children who can walk in and get an abortion without parental consent at a certain age. I mean, it's insanity. So, yeah, you know, my my friends who are who are not part of the uh, what I call the 
homosexual industrial complex, um, they take exception to this whole thing. They are mortified and they don't want any part of it. And they do not want children uh, molested on any level, mentally, emotionally, or otherwise. And I've had people in my spaces, and you guys know who you are. Matter of fact, for those of you who don't know, we are live in spaces right now. And if you guys are in the space and you hear me and you want to come up and speak to this, please do. Uh, and I'm running my my space today, so get have, be patient, and I will bring you up. And once you come up, please just keep your uh, mic muted. But And for those of you guys in YouTube world, thank you, welcome, and I'm getting your comments, so keep bringing them. Um, but yeah, these guys are like, no, dude, we're not even remotely interested in, in, uh, transitioning, uh, children, right? Matter of fact, uh, I've had several of my, uh, gay friends in the Twitter space world that are like, no, 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 we don't even need these tropes in kid movies. No, no, no. Like, no, we don't need that, which I thought was really interesting, right? Because here you have gay individuals as adults, who are saying, no, I didn't really, I don't think little kids need to see that, right? My sexuality is something I came to grips with as I became an adult, a young adult, right? But little kids don't need to do, do not need to see that as um, normal, which to me is, just presents quite the conundrum. I don't know. But um, yeah, it is, it is the, the, the rate at which this has hit our country you know, has been astounding. And I have to believe that a lot of that has come out of the, uh, no offense to those of you who love anime, but anime can be a very dark place. And for those of you parents who don't know what that is, get off this, get off this broadcast. After this broadcast, go look it up for yourselves. Uh, and more than likely your kids are involved in some way, shape or form. But anime can be extremely dark, and people feel like they're just living out this fun little fantasy makeup and dress-up world, and next thing you know, you have opened, this is coming from me as a spiritual, as a minister, you're opening up spiritual portals that you're going to wish you had never opened, and they are very difficult. You, you literally have to do what you did. You have to pull your kids out of the clutches of really death on every level. Yeah. It's not just what I did. There are other parents, because I talk to parents every day, almost all day. And, you know, I've DM'd and emailed and spoken with parents, some of them who have been able to bring their children out, but and some of them whose kids went on to college and now they're, they're gone. Right. Um, and they, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of organizations as well. Um, and then there, I mean, there, it's not a lot of them and they don't have a whole lot of resources, but they're out there. Right. Um, but let me tell you something. Uh, the people who have recaptured their, their children, like I have, there is one thing they all have in common. Move, move. You cannot recapture your child if they are still in the environment, in a toxic environment, at the very least, get them out of the school that they're in and take away their internet. Because, you know, um, and I've, I've put out a list of steps and I'm right now working on some articles and some essays and potentially a book, if I can get enough, if I can get enough support for that. But, you know, these, these things are, once it gets in, it is not easy to get out of. 
and the the um and, and that one of the things that I've been doing over the past month, and this is where I've gotten to this place, is I wanted to know where are the women at, where are all of the lesbians at? I was like, where are the lesbians at? What? Why are they okay with this? You That's know. Right. And so I found them. And this is the one look. I you're like, I found the lesbians, praise Okay. Yes, I okay. found the rad fems. Yes, ma'am, I did. I found the fems. Okay. okay. I found and the what, what is their, so where are they on this? That's who is putting on this event in New York City Excellent. on Sunday. Excellent. Yes. Okay, cool. The, the feminists, the feminists have, believe it or not, been fighting this for a lot longer than we knew. Right. Um. Uh, you know, um, I spoke with uh, with uh, one of the feminists who was at the Leah Thomas uh, swim meet. Jay, her name is Jay Thomas, and uh, she has been fighting this for a long time. Not a lesbian, but a feminist nonetheless. Okay. Um, and then you know, one of my girls, Minks. You know, she she is also she has also been fighting this for a very long time. You know, this is something that you. Know, you know, when you think about the feminists sure. who have been fighting this, you think uh, J.K. Rowling, somebody who has been, you know, who they've been trying to cancel her for years yeah. because she has been saying, no, men are not women. Hello. Right. Well, and Matt Walsh, I mean, God, God bless him. <laughs> He's on the, I love Matt. Well, on this one particular issue, I, I love Matt Walsh and he is a riot whenever it comes to, you know, the discovery of the meaning of woman. Right. Um, and he has been shouting from the rooftops as well as others, you know, in my industry, where are the feminists? Where are you? Why is this okay? Why all of a sudden, where are all the suffrage women? Why is it all of a sudden that with all of the fighting that you've done to get to where you are and the scraping and the scrapping, and now all of a sudden you're just going to let a bunch of dudes who identify as chicks come in and like ruin your sports, right? Uh, but represent themselves as you, you know? And I got to tell you something. I have to wonder. Full disclosure, and we're going to get to some people over here um, in the Twitter space because I've got people on mics now. Um, and this is the uh, this is the flyer, by the way, guys who are watching. Uh, this is the event that's coming up this Sunday. Stop the indoctrination, and uh, we can get to that in just a few minutes. And why you want to be a part of that, and how you can actually donate to that for people who are attempting to come from across the country. Um, I believe you guys have a give send go. Is that right, Gabs? I have a, I have my own personal. You do. Okay. Though, but you can, you can donate, um, you can donate, uh, to, um, to, uh, uh, Jay Thomas or Minx through cash app. Their okay. cash app is on the flyer. But Excellent. my, my Gibson go is a uh, Gibson go slash support the Clarks because I too, I mean, you know, I have been, I've been doing this, you know, pretty much nonstop. Sure. And it, you know, these people, the, the other side of this, they are very well funded. Oh, yeah. They are very well funded. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when you talk about where are the feminists, the feminists are not funded. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and you know, the feminists are. So when you when you're looking at this and the reason why there's not as much support and as not as much help. Is because there's no money behind it. And believe it or not, we can't live on patriotism, y'all. <laughs> right. Well, and I would imagine, and I'll just you know, speak. We can't fight on patriotism. I would imagine, and I'll speak for myself. 
I, because I've been faced with this recently, right? Where there are social, um, there's social issues at large and I care about, um, I care about a lot of these quote causes. I care because I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm curious. And because I see how destructive they can be when they're not channeled, uh, properly or whenever the intent is completely, it's all malfeasance, right? But it just presents itself in this very uh, benevolent way. And so, um, you know, it's all, it's a lot of it can be extremely manipulative. And I said it in my show yesterday with Tariq uh, Nasheed and those guys who were on the other day. Um, I hate a spirit of manipulation. I hate it. And so whenever I see people being manipulated spiritually and it's fleshing out here in the, in the temporal and the natural, um, those are things that I want to stand against. And so I would imagine there are some people who feel slightly conflicted about giving to quote feminists, even though we're on the right side, you know, what, what is that adage? Like the enemy of your enemy is your friend. Right. 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 And so it, that's where I find myself with some things because I'm, I'm, because I'm a person of reason and, and, and not just black and white and throw out the baby with the entire bathwater. Uh, I feel like, and I'm a person not necessarily of compromise because I think that word has been hijacked, but I am a person of bridge building. So, okay, listen, if we could take a little bit of land back from the enemy, spiritually speaking, then, and we can co- coalesce. And we can start building bridges to actually get back to a sane society and one of equality and opportunity and all those other things that we all want in this country and we fundamentally believe in and sanity around sexuality and protecting our kids, then how do we get there? But I would imagine some people probably feel conflicted about women who have championed things like hashtag me too, which again started as a very plausible, hey man, you know. I was a victim of this in my workplace or as a child and and women were like, finally, I have a voice, right? But the whole thing was hijacked by the people who have the money who now look at men and spend an inordinate amount of cash, uh, emasculating men, uh, you know, uh, malignancies around men. (laughs) Trying to turn them into women. Thank you. They're trying to, they're, uh, they're literally trying to erase women and replace them with lesser men. This is is something that, you know, when you talk about some of, you know, because every time I think about feminists, I'm like, oh, the insufferable feminist, you know, like I I didn't want to deal with that, right? Yeah. But then I started listening to some of them and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm listening to feminists and they're not, they're not saying the same things that the that I saw on TV. Got it. They're not, right. saying, you know, they're not doing the same things that I saw on TV. Right. They're not, they're not the insufferable. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's sure. not that. And they're making some very good valid points. Right. I mean, and the, and a lot of, I mean, there are still lots of it that, that, you know, I disagree on, but we we're able to disagree and it be okay. Sure. See, because even feminist, even feminists, even that has been co-opted. Sure. Agreed. Even that has been co-opted. Agreed. And so when you talk to actual feminists who were feminists way back when, this is not, this is not it. Right. This is not what they, you know, this is not, um, 
they're not they're not allies to this you know trans nonsense sure all they see is a bunch of men dressed up in in you know silly clothes so that they can get into women's bathrooms and women's prisons i mean you know what there are i met a few ex-con you know feminists mm -hmm. okay and those women are like we don't want men in our prison uh, of course yeah. You know, we 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 are some of some of those women are in prison because of something that a man did, most of them. That's right. And Can so, I, you know, I, they're not I'm safe in prisons. Right. They're not safe with men there. Right. So, no, they don't want that. They don't want that kind of right. um environment. Okay. I can tell you. They'll uh, you know, a man a man can get uh, assaulted in a men's prison, regardless of whether or not he's straight, gray, or trans, by in, by any other man. But if you're in a women's prison, you can 100% guarantee that you are not going to be raped by a, a, a man pretending to be a woman. If this, if those spaces stay safe, if they stay safe, you understand yeah, what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we've got lots of people up on the speaker platform uh, on mic. So do me a favor, you guys. We are live, and you're also part of my podcast. And so um, if you are in the speaker position, please just hold your hand up. I'll get to you. If I go out of order, don't be offended. It's because I'm running it myself, uh, but I'm happy to hear from all of you. So, uh, yeah, if you're not going to raise your hand, I'll move you out of the speaker position because there are a lot of people who would like to contribute to the conversation. If you don't know how to raise your hand, there is a little heart at the bottom of your screen. There you go. Click on that. That, pick whatever color you feel like you identify with today and um and we'll get to you in just a moment uh so let's go with i think uh suzanne was up first welcome good morning monica hey dear how are you i'm thank you sir here's your lesbian uh, comment okay so I don't, okay so here's what we're gonna do you're gonna go bye-bye see ya okay all right sorry about that go ahead that's okay here's your lesbian comment um, Are you speaking for all lesbians or just you? <laughs> I'm speaking for the sane lesbians. Because <laughs> so, there are some crazy lesbians. We know that. You've already educated us on that. So, okay, yes. go ahead. Yes, we don't hang out with them. Um, <laughs> I'm speaking for the God First, America First lesbians. Okay. America always. Uh, the wife and I have four grandchildren. We do not want them near any of this gender dysphoria and I will jump in the middle of it if I see it anywhere. Right. We don't want to see it. We won't have it in our home. If it's at the schools, we will speak up. But And in the movies, they don't need to see this kind of stuff. They're too young. They can figure things out for themselves like the rest of us sane people. And when they grow up, Right. Yeah. I mean, you represent the voice of exactly what I've heard from every gay person or lesbian who's been in my spaces who have said, I will say this, though. Um, it's you, the 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 median age of people who subscribe to what you're saying are going to be closer to 40 and above. Uh, the younger lesbian and gay community is uh, does tend to err on the side of, you know, uh, it's a free-for-all. So I'm not really sure why that is, other than that's just the, the era in which they've 
uh, practiced their homosexuality. And I'll be honest with you, I, I have to wonder how many of them are actually homosexual. I think, again, it's something else that really makes me angry about all of this is that it's become very trendy. And I would think, for, and this is where I get I get super peeved about it, because as a minister, I have ministered to people who are legitimately, like, very confused. They feel very unloved and um, and rejected and abandoned, and it's a big deal. And they're very suicidal. They're not okay with themselves at all, and there's nothing trendy about that. And so I take exception to the fact that people have just kind of made this, woohoo, everybody can be trans and everybody can be a lesbian and everyone can be gay, you know? And it's like, if people knew, uh, and this may sound a little strange coming from someone who is a minister to some, to some of you Christians out there, but I believe everyone has their walk with the Lord, right? And unless you come to me specifically and invite me into your relationship, into, into a relationship with you as a gay or lesbian person, um, I speak the truth, Suzanne, you know that I don't move on that, but I also don't condemn people and I don't judge people, but I will say this, it ain't easy being gay or lesbian. It's just, it wasn't because it was not the quote norm uh, and it wasn't trendy. And so now all of a sudden it's become like this hyper trend where everybody gets to be whatever they feel like being today. Isn't it wonderful? The bubble machines float every morning you wake up, you get to be whatever you reimagined yourself to be. And, and there are some real consequences that come with, um, certain, uh, lifestyles, certain, uh, persuasion, certain desires. Uh, there are consequences across the board that go on internally inside of people that they don't always express to to society. So it's good to know that you guys are like, nope, we're going to let, you know, our grandkids be kids. And as they grow up, they'll, you know, they'll figure it out for themselves, but we're not going to try to indoctrinate and be trendy with our grandkids. That's part of the journey though, right? I mean, you're supposed to be able to explore your own, your own, your own life, you know what I mean? And explore your own wants and desires and how you want to live it. That's part of coming into your own. And we're going to take that away from our children. Sure. Well, like for me, I mean, I, of course, like I said, I'm a minister. I'm a, you know, this Gabs. And so I'm a believer. And so in my home, you know, we went according to scripture and still do. Uh, I do, but I'll tell you this. Um, I, on mother's day, uh, I got several text messages from my daughter's friends who are, uh, you know, anything from, I don't even know what all of the, you know, the trendy assignments are, but whether they're pan, they're, I have no idea, but they are, they are my kids and they know that. And if they ever ask me something about the word and about sexuality, we're going to have a Bible study. But until you invite me into that conversation and until you invite me into that space in your life, into your soul, um, and when it's not, and it's not my time to speak into that, I don't. I live my life according to my belief system as best as I can. And I love people exactly where they are. And, but if you sit, you can sit at my table. I don't care what your persuasion is. You're hungry. I'll, I'll feed you. You're naked. I'll clothe you. You need a roof over your head. Come on. And so they, they text me and wish me happy mama's day because they know that's my heart as a mother. But if they're going to come to me with all kinds of confusion and they're out here being uh, sexually promiscuous and we're going to start looking at an HIV diagnosis, uh, mama's going to sit down. We're going to have a conversation. And they know that, too, because I love people. Suzanne, you know, I love you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. 
All right, who's up next? I think we've got Viking Lord. Viking Lord, that's you. Or Viking Forlord. Give me one second, Monica. Skip to the next person, please. Okay, sure, no problem. Uh, let's go to... Tri- hey, Gabs, by the way, do you have time to go through some of these? Yes. Let's okay, cool. Go, all right, do it. Uh, all right, trucking, uh, Stone Cold Troll. Hey, Monica, thank you, and, and God bless both of y'all for bringing out this message today. Thanks. Uh, and, Monica, I know you've been in some of my spaces before, especially during the convoys and everything. So you know how I run my spaces. Sure. Uh, free and open forum. I don't judge anybody, jabs, sexuality, any of that. I sure. don't care about any of that. Uh, because it's not my business. One of the ways that uh, my ex-wife and I, back when we were together, found out about what was going on in our school district uh, was... We started noticing changes in some of the administrators. And then all of a sudden, days like opposite days started showing up. So we started asking questions. And the way it was put to us was, well, if your child is a boy and feels like your boy wants to be a girl, they can be that for a day. And my kids are elementary age. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I have a problem with that. Right. Well, sir, it's none of your business. Well, you just made it my business and you are no longer getting my tax money. I pulled my kids out of public school and started homeschooling them through ACE. Right. Which is a Judeo-Christian homeschooling program for those that don't know. Um. I am raising my boys to be very toxic, masculine males, just like me, because the toxic masculinity is what's being preached against. My boys at their young ages know how to fish. They know how to hunt. They know how to handle a firearm. They know how to defend themselves. I'm refusing to let them become emasculated right? because that's not them. Now, later on in life, if that's what they choose to become then, hey, they're my kids. Right. Love them unconditionally. Right. Period. Sure. So, um, and me, being a a long-haul truck driver, I'm not home a whole lot. I'm home as much as I can, and I have my boys as often as I can. And um, I'm just thankful that they have good examples in my absence in the form of their grandfather and grandparents and whatnot uh, that are there to kind of fill those voids when I can't be there. You know, somebody's got to pay the bills. Sure. So, um, but yes, definitely God bless you both for, for the standing up for the good fight. And uh, that's my piece. Well, thank you. And thank you for chiming in and thank you for raising little men. And hopefully, you know, part of that is, is you raising them to respect their mother, whether you're married to her or not, or whether she's crazy or not. Uh, yeah. You know, I tell men that a lot because they love to complain about their ex-wives and I get it. But as soon as you start bringing the kids into that, uh, that's where I'm like, okay, you're wrong. 
Um, and their mother should always be respected, uh, in, in at least from your perspective to the kids. Um, and I think, you know, boys are always watching things like that. You know, it's not just hunting and fishing and whatnot, but it is being respectful. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Hey, thank you for being out there doing the heavy lift for our country. I appreciate you. Well, I did it for eight years in the military. I figured there was another way for me to serve my country, and I've done so now for 24 years. Excellent. Uh, real quick, yeah. you just touched on the whole respect for the parents, especially the mother. Um, I can't control what she says. Sure. Um, but I watch what I say. Right. Later on in life, my boys are going to remember that. and They're going to come to me. At one point in time during their lives and go, Dad, never realized until now, but you never said a negative, bad thing about Mom. Sure. Even though you guys weren't together. Yeah, they don't forget. No. They don't. I will not. I can't control what your mother has told you about me. Right. But I can control what I say about your mother. Right. And I am not going to stand back. That may or may not come out of your mouths or your actions, you do not disrespect your mother. Amen. You only have one. Amen. That's right. You only got one mama. And I love the word that says, it's the first commandment with a promise to honor your mother and father so that it will go well with you and you will live long in the land of the living. Amen. I love that. Thank you, sir. And blessings for your trips. And thank you for serving us uh, in multiple ways. We love you. Have a good day. Uh, Also, uh, women, Okay, you all do more damage to boys that you're raising on your own, divorced, bitter as hell, running around with a bunch of men and boyfriends in and out of the house than a man could ever do. Women, I think, create more toxic men than men could ever do by being absent or abdication or otherwise. Although I do think, you know, God, listen, the whole thing fell apart with y'all first. Sorry. That's how, that's how it's written. And that's what I believe. Cause it was not committed. It was not counted as sin until Adam was like, Oh man, she's going to kick me out of the fig leaf if I don't eat this apple. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so Yeah. So, sorry, fellas, but God does hold y'all accountable. Uh, But women, I mean, y'all need to get around. Y'all need to deal with your bitterness. I'm not kidding because women create the most toxic men I've ever ministered to. And these boys deserve a fighting chance. I mean, like I said, they can get out there and hunt and fish and chop wood and do all and protect you and blow somebody off your property and you know he's coming to hurt you okay fine but do they love you do they honor you do they respect you are they gentle are, are they kind spirited are they are they faithful you know do they do they ha- do you give them a reason to honor women so that's just my little plug because I think dads get the raw end of the deal a lot of times uh and single women are trying to bust it too but it's just it's hard you got to find good men This is a PSA for you men in the crowd. If you see single women who are having a hard time, I'm not saying to creep on up there and try to be her Holy Ghost and in the name of, well, I'm going to try to help her with her son, honey. No, you take your wife and you invite that child into your lives and the mother together, not separately. You have order in that relationship and you start teaching these boys how to be men. And the same thing goes for little girls. Okay. Um, all right, who's next? That's all right. what the church used to do. Hello? 
I know, girl. And listen, I'm a widow and I'm not exactly uh, ugly to look at. And so if you, and I say that humbly, and I say that with with a little bit of sadness, because if you knew what I've gone through my entire widowhood with my little girl, uh, thank God I had a father and her grand, both grandfathers were very present in her life. But I just needed some guidance sometimes on finances or men, you know, dating. Uh, I needed her to have other male examples. And women are crazy and jealous. Uh, And men in the church are just as scandalous as as men out in the world. And so, you know, but there's an order to being able to minister to people who are single. And the church completely screws that whole thing up more often than not. So, yeah, the church. It used to be the church. Right. And not... But I, 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 I've seen that, and you know, the older that I've gotten, because I'm a widow too, right? And I raised four sons, um, and each one of my sons would, you know, protect me until yeah. the day I die, and their sister as well. Sure. I, I mean, th- when we through the pandemic, my son said, "No, don't. You're gonna stay home. We're gonna go work." And where even my son in high school, he was like, "I can't go to school." But I can still get all my work done and, and still take a full time job. Right. So you stay home and take care of take care of Danica while the pandemic is going on. We don't want her left alone. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the I mean, that's the kind of thing that that's you're good. supposed to be doing. That's good. You know, even if you don't have a man, even if the man walked out on you, don't don't, you know, make a bigger mess. Right. Just because he broke something don't mean you got to tear it, you know, tear it all to pieces <laughs> and shit. You know? Here she I mean goes. <laughs> Okay. Now you okay. gonna you're gonna make me change my rating on I'm, my I'm podcast not, today. Because it just just one slipped out. Okay. <laughs> because it goes from clean, family friendly to gabs. Like it, it's it's like on one side of the scale or the other. All right, let me go over back to Viking Lord. You back, babe? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Excellent. Thank you so much, Monica. Um, so I think I got a pretty good pulse on the conservative side of the country where I'm at in South Dakota here, Monica. Today's headline in my small little town: transgender kid and what he what he has to go through. This and that. I mean. They don't ever print a headline about, you know, the oil crisis. They don't print a headline about this or that. But right right in your face in conservative America, a big old article about transgenderism. And as a father with two beautiful girls, Monica, where are the rest of the parents standing up to defend their girls? To defend their girls right now. That's a very good question. And that I, is a very good question. Yeah, and we know Gabs is doing it, and other people are joining in too. I mean, and thankfully, I had no idea that the feminists were actually on board with this whole uh, thing this weekend. So, yeah, but listen, I mean, you keep it's you know South Dakota, North Dakota, everybody come to our state. It's it's wonderful. We are open for business. I'm like, okay, you guys keep preaching that stuff because we did here in Georgia, and uh, and look at us. So we are a soup sandwich over here in this state from elections, from the top, from the rooter to the tutor. There is nothing good going on in the state of Georgia sociologically. Sorry, I hate to say it, but, and I know I sound like a Debbie Downer, but we have become a liberal bastion of soup sandwich. So I feel your pain and, uh, and thank you for bringing that to us. Where are the parents? You know, again, Gabs, people will say, 
and we'll probably hear from some of them in this space today, parents will be like, well, you know, again, I didn't want to, because if I make a big deal out of it, because you know how kids are, if I make a big deal out of it, then they're really going to want to do it, you know? And it's like, okay, well, would you feel that way if you found your kid like doing a line of Coke on your dining room table? Exactly. That's called parenting. Right. I, I, yeah, I agree. You I disagree can. there. You disagree? Go ahead. Yes, Go ahead. Well, we, we, we had that discussion with my, with my daughters just uh, two weeks ago, and it was an actual transgender discussion. It was, girls, what's a woman? What's a man? Blah, 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 blah. And they, the girls, they're not dumb. The ones 13, one's 11, they straight up come out and said, that's not a woman, Dad. They can't have a baby. If they can't have a baby, it's not a woman. Right. Well, unless you're buying them Calvin Klein clothes that have some chick on there that looks like a dude with a big old belly, and I don't know if that's real or not, but, you know, yeah, I mean, well, good for you for having those conversations. Thank you for bringing that to our attention because you have to have the conversations. You cannot be afraid to have the conversations, and if you don't know how to do it, and if you don't know, you know, right or wrong, there are, there are plenty of resources out there. Let me, and you know what? Forget about resources. Get on your knees for the love of God and ask him how to address your own family that he blessed you with. Because if he didn't think you knew what the heck you were doing, you wouldn't have been blessed with those children. So people like to say, well, they don't come with a manual. I'm like, well, they did with mine, 66 books of it. So uh, yeah, get in there and raise your children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And And that's not to say, again, because I don't want my words mischaracterized. That is not to say that there are not legitimately suffering people with their sexuality who mentally and emotionally, spiritually, and physically have massive issues about the body they were born into. That is a medical, spiritual condition as far as I'm concerned. So I am not sliding that. If anything, I am defending those people, because it's not okay for this crap to become trendy. It is not. This is a medical it issue. It belittles them. It belittles them. It Correct. belittles the struggle that those people really do go through. Right. I mean, and it, it, it makes a mockery of the kind of, you know, the kind of uh, emotional struggle Correct. that that real people do go through. That's right. This is not a game. This is not, this is not for fun. This trans trendering. You know, and and, right. and trying to you know, and and this high tech dress up, right? I mean, this is that's a bunch of foolishness, right? And the fact that they're trying to do it to our kids is a whole new level of sinister because that is that, in my opinion, that in my opinion is nothing short of child abuse that should be prosecuted, right? Well, and some states like, are actually that's, taking that's, it. To that point, some, some states are, but I got to tell you, there's a whole lot of interesting things going on in the medical community. And so you have doctors that are performing. This makes me want to throw up every time I say it out loud. There are doctors who are performing um, gender reassignment on babies at the will of the parents, at the request of the parents, okay? Okay. What are, 
again, I, I could go into, I could go fleshy, I could go spiritual. And I tend to go a little bit of flesh on this because I can't even imagine what level of hell someone's mind is basted in who thinks it's a good thing that, oh, you know what? We were really, well, you know what? I got everything pink at my bridal, at my baby shower. And we've always really wanted a boy. And so, and I kind of felt like my baby was a boy the whole time I was pregnant. And so let's just, let's just make our little girl into a boy. And the fact that there are physicians who took a Hippocratic oath to do zero harm that are performing these surgeries on children is mind blowing. And I cannot get these guys to come on my show with wild horses. And they are out there because I hear from my friends in the legal community. It is happening. So if you guys want this to end. Those same people crazy those same people those same doctors are going to uh those same doctors are really going to have a come to jesus when they get served in papers because you know these kids are growing up and saying why did you do this to me that's right and there's i mean harmeet dillon she just posted on twitter and saying hey i'll take that case right you know, that's right. Uh, there, uh, you know, there's 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 lawyers out there who are ready to who are ready to turn this into an ambulance chasing business, <laughs> and I am all the way for it. I call I'll it. Send them business every day if they want. Everybody, every D transitioner, every every uh, young girl who's had who's got a mastectomy, yeah, whose pa- whose parents who allowed them to get a mastectomy. I mean, I talk with the mother. That's what happened. Marvel. Her daughter got a mastectomy. Wasn't gay or anything. Nothing. Nothing. Went through the whole thing. And now she's she's just she's she's trying to live her life the best the best way she can. So after having done that. Correct. So so there's a whole and I just saw you pop back up, um, Viking. Uh, give me one sec. So there's a whole uh, movement too, and I covered this in a show just last week that that is connected to it works in tandem with the transitioning children's movement uh, based on um, trans uh, dysmorphia. Okay, and but body dysmorphia, but they um, these girls have their breasts removed because it's their big up yours to the toxic masculinity and they feel like that is the only control they have over their femininity and someone lusting after their body. So okay, that's and let me tell you let me tell you what that is. Okay? That is a bunch of men a bunch of men in dresses with the funky kink trying to convince girls that this is the right thing to do. Right. They're creating their own victims. Right. In this nonsense. You you know, there's a lot about there's a lot about this transgender stuff that people do not understand. Right. The t- the the trans rights activists, those those weird dudes in the in the little mini skirts and stuff with their little chicken legs and bald heads trying to act like little girls and whatnot, right. go look at their record. See how many of them have a history of some sort of sexual deviance. Right. I, you'll find it. Right. You'll find it. Right. This ain't, this ain't no, this is not, parents need to understand, this is somebody grooming your child yes. to be their victim. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. And if you don't like it, your schools will tell you. You don't have to be here. Or, okay, so Pedro Gonzalez was on my show with this one night, and he was saying, in my spaces, and he said, that, and he actually reported on this as well, uh, about a case uh, of parents who discovered that their child was being transitioned at school, a little girl, much like your case, a uh, little girl was going to school and they were allowing for her to change into a boy and they would, pref- they would refer to this little girl as boy. Somehow it gets back to the parents. The parents are uncover what's happening and they remove the child from the school and the school called Child Protective Services on the parents, and the parents subsequently had to fight like hell to maintain custody of their own kids. So this is, that's why I'm telling you all, you have got to get proactive around these conversations with your babies. Because some of those haven't, some of those women, some of those people were not able to fight. Right. And they lost their children. Yeah. One in particular, Abigail uh, Martinez, she lost her baby. They took her and they medically transitioned her, started oh giving Lord. her hormones. And guess what? Oh, yeah, she died. That little baby jumped in front of a train. That's right. Now, I don't care what kind of stuff your kid is going through. Right. Pumping a month full of testosterone or any kind of hormone that she does not belong in their body is not going to fix whatever is going on in their mind and in their heart. Right. You need to get them into some therapy and not gender affirming therapy either. Right. Take them to church. Take them to the, your synagogue. Take them to your yeah. mosque. Take them to the woods. Who pagan God, whoever you pray to, <laughs> go pray to them. And if you don't pray to nobody, then sit down. I create a plan to pull my child out of this, right. of this cult. Because right. it's not like it was before, where this was just some body dysmorphia, and you just had to watch, wait, and you know, watch right. the waiting, and then they would grow out of it. This is somebody actively trying to capture your child, and you see them on TikTok. Them. They, 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 they produce videos telling you exactly what they're doing, telling you exactly what their goals are, and we laugh. You know, we we will look, we look at libs of TikTok like, oh, they're the crazy liberals again, and it's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. See, you can't just stop there. Like, like it's not, oh, there go the crazy liberals again. No, you should be thinking, whoa, wait a minute. What school district is that chicken? And and is that my school district? Maybe I should ask my kid on the way home, what's happening at school? Do you guys have transition closets? You know, you need to start asking questions. And you need to start educating your kids and then enlisting your children to minister to other little friends who may or may not be confused. Give your kids the upper hand, for God's sakes, like it, like, like equip them with knowledge and with truth so they can go into these situations and not be hateful and not be afraid and not, you know, reject people and also not feel forced to embrace this nonsense. So, uh, okay. I've got, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Viking. That, that is such a perfect example right there, Monica. Get involved in what your kids are doing in school. Um, one thing is, if any of you have a kid in the ages of fifth grade to freshman um, in that middle school age, watch CNN 10 every day. Because I guarantee in whatever school your kid is going to, they are being showed CNN 10 every day in their public school. Oh, interesting. 
It's like being forced to watch that crap in the airport. No, they, they literally are, Monica. It doesn't matter where they are. And um, kids are saying we are getting in trouble for not watching it or we're getting in trouble for not paying attention during CNN 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there's something else for you guys to look out for. I mean, That's it's true. never That's true. ending. What saying is true. Okay, let's go over to, uh, hold on one second. I'm, I'm, again, if I skip over you, don't be offended. It's just because I'm trying to keep up myself. Uh, let's go with Jay Thomas. Hi. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring up the feminists again. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, just so I don't know if everybody's aware of this. There is a, a split in feminism. There's the TERFs, which are the trans-exclusionary radical feminists, and then there's the liberal feminists. Um, the liberal feminists have captured, you know, the National Organization for Women, um, UN Women, all the resources that feminists would work with to, you know, protect women's rights. Okay. They've captured. Okay. So the radical feminists are like a separate you know, group of feminists. Okay. And we be, we have different beliefs. We don't believe sex work is, you know, is work. You know, we, we don't believe in surrogacy. We don't, I mean, there, we have, you know, tenants that we, you know, follow where the liberal feminists are completely captured. Okay. okay? And they have all the resource, they have all the money and the resources. So when we talk about the feminists, you know, it's, it's good to understand that so that you sure know, when you're when you're looking if you are like mm, I'm kind of a feminist I you know I want to protect women's rights because if you don't have a church you know like if you're you know agnostic or an atheist or you know you're just kind of you know maybe you go to church on christmas it's very hard to organize and when you see this coming at you cuz how I got into this I'm just a suburban mom you okay. know I'm not like I, I I would say 2 years ago labeled labeling me a feminist you know like yeah i was concerned for women's rights i wouldn't necessarily say i was a feminist okay but I, but I was you know like leaning towards feminism because you know i was like well that's the instrument of how women protect their rights okay right not because i believed you know like what they're spouting right the, okay. the feminists that have control right now are spouting messages that don't align with the, the radical feminists. That's why they've, you know, um, uh, you know, villainized us. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to make that clear. So you espouse things that are different from the, so who are the radicals, the TERFs or the others? I'm trying the to. TERFs are the radical feminists. Got it. Okay. So, so that's, I mean, I, I wanted to get, set that so that, you know, when, because what happened with me was I saw, I'm a, and a, just a suburban mom, right? And I I knew kind of about gender ideology because I lived right out of Chicago and I knew what happened with Penny Pritzker and Obama, right? She got him to bring this into the White House on, on, in an EO. So that's when I first like got clicked with the radar on it. Okay. And that was way back, right? So I was kind of watching things go along, but you know, I'm I'm doing, you know, I'm a Girl Scout mom, I'm doing other things. And um and then like before I kind of realized it, th I knew three kids that had officially transed. I mean, like surgeries wow. and all. And then my niece started saying she was non-binary. And then I had a split in my own family because I was like, this is super dangerous. You know, right. like you have 
is more than what you think it is to my sister. And she was like, nah, she'll grow out of it. Nah, you know, and I'm like this, you know, like, don't bring her to rainbow club or whatever. Don't, you know, like get right. her out of it. Right. So like, it, I'm just, you know, like the feminists at this point, I mean, I would actually say like, yeah, there's feminists in gender critical, but there's a whole group on Twitter that's gender critical. Um, and, you know, there's men, there's women, they're not all feminists. I mean, I am a feminist. I'm a radical feminist, but like that group isn't all radical. What feminists. does that mean? What does that mean to you? What is a radical feminist? Help us understand that. Well, radical in this sense of the word is root. So like I, my, what I, my belief thing is that the root of our oppression is that, you know, men are physically stronger than us. Okay. Right. I mean, like that's, you don't really need much more explanation than that, you know, to say, okay, yeah, that is a reason we could be oppressed. Right. Like they're physically stronger than us. You know, when the rubber meets the road, that matters. So that's sort of like where I come in on my feminism. Um, that yes, I do agree with that statement. Can I ask so, you something personal? You don't have to yes. answer it, but I'm just curious. Have you been a victim of a man's physical strength? I mean, I think every woman, I mean, I, I would ha hazard a guess that every woman has at some point in their life been a victim to man's physical strength. I mean, at some point, you know, like, is it, is it, um, have, have I been physically attacked? Yeah. Have That's I ever been raped? No. Okay. Um, you know, like it, it didn't, it took years to like, for me to see just like the male gaze, the street harassment, the, you know, the, it wasn't like coming out of my family. It was every time I stepped out the door. Okay. So like, yeah, I, you know, is that, can you say I'm a victim? I mean, I guess, you know, but like, well, but what's important is, do you see yourself as a victim because, uh, of men have cat called or maybe someone you trusted who is a man, um, either verbally, emotionally, or physically. Cause you mentioned the physicality, which is the biology of a man, which is why most of us are pounding sand about men trying to pretend to be chicks, uh, in women's sports. And so, you know, it's like, no dude, like you're, I, you may have transitioned, but you still have more strength. I mean, to your point, Right. They are they are biologically, uh, physically, anatomically stronger, usually uh, than women. But so I was curious, though, about your personal experience and whether or not someone has physically proven to be um, abusive and not worthy of your trust that may or may not have led you down the path of really demanding that equality. Yeah. I mean, I'm 50. I've had a, you know, a pretty full life so far. And, you know, but there's been many, there's been many occasions where men have asserted their strength, you know, their, their physical strength, Okay. Um, you know, just strangers, friends, you know, like it's, I mean, in like, you know, I grew up in Chicago, so it wasn't like I was in, you know, a, a an area where I could be protected. Right. Okay. Like, I mean, walking out the door was, you know, open season. And if you're, you're a young woman, you know, just walking down the street. Okay. And it's funny because I moved to the suburbs when I got older and it was like a totally different, different environment. Yeah. You know, the men weren't doing that. Yeah. Urban areas are always different. Yeah. 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 So, but like, 
I mean, it still happened in the suburbs, you know, it wasn't like it never happened. It just reduced down by like 90%. Okay. Um, so would so, most radical feminists agree with you that that is the root of radical feminism, that it comes down to uh, dispar- disparity in physical strength between men and women? Well, and the commodity, you know, it, the they be- I mean, there's a little mixed, you know, beliefs, you know, everybody has their own belief. Um, but yeah, it comes down to, you know, the oppression is their physical strength over us and their, the commodification of women's bodies. Okay. Right? Um, so, you know, but like, would they be able to do that if we were as strong as them? Probably not. You know, like would, if we were physically as strong as men, you know, I don't think that we would have, you know, have a campaign of sex work is, is work, you know, like I don't think that women would be as vulnerable. Right. So, And they wouldn't be able to, you know, sexually, you know, uh, commodify out like they they treat women as a resource. But clearly you don't think that sex work is work, right? You don't subscribe to it. Okay. All right. So what's interesting is that women in Europe actually do not see that as an affront. They, they see not all European countries, but, but uh, all right, I'll speak for, uh, my German relatives. Let's say they're certainly a little bit more on the liberal side of things and particularly where sexuality is concerned. Um, they also hate the Catholic church, which is not by, uh, accident because most of them are still paying the Catholic church, whether they want to or not out of their paychecks. So there's that. Um, but when it comes to sexuality, um, they see it as more of control that the woman is making a living doing exactly what she wants to do. Now, are some of them trafficked without a doubt do, you know, I I can't think of a single little girl who grows up and says, you know what? I think I want to sell my body when I get older. Uh, but But uh, as things become normalized, women come into their own sexuality. Uh, Maybe they have had some bad experiences with men or maybe not. They just see it as, you know what, this is something I enjoy. This is a monetary exchange and it's, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing else to it for them. I I've spoken with women who really do believe that. So it's very interesting kind of the, the Western, uh, you know, the Americana look upon that sometimes I think, um, very different from Europe there. And and I got to tell you, uh, have you been to Europe by the way? Have you been to like Greece or Italy? Actually, okay. I'm going to Turf Island in England in September. Oh, good for you. Well, safe travels. I will say, you know, if you ever make it to the Mediterranean, uh, the you'll see sexuality everywhere, like postcards, right? They're just on the street. You've got breasts, you've got butts. I mean, you name it, it's all hanging out. And whether it's in a thong or someone's completely nude or, or just breasts showing, whatever, uh, it's like, hey, I'm in Greece. Look at me. I'm hanging out with people that are like airbrushed and on a postcard. And every you would think everyone's having an orgy and in some Greek towns they are, but they're not pre they are preoccupied with the physical body, but, um, oh gosh, but in a very different moral capacity. I mean, where most of us, I think in the West would consider it immoral. Uh, most, uh, people of the secular society in Europe are just like, Hey man, it's a naked body and it just is what it is. And, Okay. You know, that's why they have topless beaches. I, I know in days of past, uh, their sexual crime rates were actually lower than ours. 
which I find very interesting. Uh, it kind of makes me question the psychology behind the power, like what you're saying, the power structure between a man who's like, I'm going to take something that's mine uh, because I think it should be mine, right? Um, that pa- that physical power dynamic is there. But I was just curious, you know, different parts they of the still, world are interesting about sexuality. They still have, uh, in Europe, it's still... Uh, especially like Eastern Europe, is still very much in the Mediterranean. It's still very much um, a patriarchal protection. Okay, you know what I mean. It, um, so you know, yes, there. And and not only that, but they don't have the commercialization of sex like we do here. You know. Oh, um, I don't think that's not, true, girl. I mean, I get some of the magazines from my relatives. It's not okay. the same. Okay. It's not the same. I mean, it, it it really isn't the same. And and you know, when you when you live in places like LA or Las Vegas or you know what I mean, some of those kinds of places, it you know, a lot of places in California, especially where the porn industry is very big, like in oh, Las yeah. Vegas yeah. and in um, you know, in California. Sure. You know, there's a different kind of commercialization that, you know, that just is not the same. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um the kind yeah, but, of money just isn't the same, but I mean, um, and, and the and the the male the male um protection that's provided in those in those uh societies as well is not the same. Okay, all right, I, I, JT, go I, ahead, and then we're going to move on to another caller. But um, I really appreciate your transparency. Um, yeah, what what was your closing thought? Well, at this point, I mean, gender identity and ideology would not have been able to take hold if there wasn't like outrageous sexism happening right now. I mean, it it just it it needed it needs this climate to um, to, you know, grow. Right. Like, Like if gender if if sexism like when we think about all the ways it's coming in the porn the you know uh, the complete like you know just breakup of the family the the disrespect for the family you know and like it wouldn't be able to exist unless sexism wasn't on steroids right now now i'm not saying that you know it's it's all men doing it because there's a whole faction of women that are just handmaidens that are you know, perpetuating this, right. but it's so freaking dangerous. I mean, like, like I said, there were three, I don't know if I said this, you know, there were, before I like entered this arena, mm-hmm. I found three, you know, people that were directly in my life, three, you know, young, two young women and a, and a young man that have transitioned. Right. Well, that is like, you know, self-destruction basically. Sure. Um, so like it's at this level that's so high that it just seems natural for these kids to do this. And like, people are just in this like fog of acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're having this conversation. (laughs) So yeah, exactly. And And I appreciate you uh, contributing to the conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And just, you know, like take it to the streets. Cause that's, I mean, I've been to probably 30 protests this year. I was in Loudoun. I was, you know, I I mean, I've been all over. Um, And it's really going to change when people get out on the street. Excellent. So that's that's my advice to everyone. Thank you so much for for, um, allowing me to speak. You're welcome, ma'am. Have a good day. Um, Okay. You still good, Gabs? 
Yes. You going to time? Okay, cool. Well, so people over here in uh, YouTube world are very grateful for the information. And um, that's excellent. Good. Yeah. You know, I don't know why. Here's the thing. Here's what I find in my industry. Like, God bless Tucker and others. But it's like they highlight stories, right? But is anyone really hosting a conversation? No. Right? And so that's what I want to do. I want to have more conversations. Amen. God willing, that's exactly what I'm going to keep on doing. So thank you for joining me for the first part of uh, a multiple episode series on all things gender confusion, indoctrination in your uh, in your education industrial complex. And, you know, I I hope that you've learned something about radical feminism. I had no idea. Like, I would never align myself with radical feminism. I mean, I'm hard-pressed to even align myself with, quote, feminism as we know it today, uh, mainly because I align myself with the Word of God and what He says about where I land as a female in the order of creation. But this was a very enlightening conversation for me. Again, if you have friends in the New York area, if you want to support this effort, uh, clearly there are people that you may not align with ideologically on certain things who you would absolutely align with uh, regarding this and the sexualization of our children and people who are actually working uh, to make sure that that does not continue to uh, propagate throughout this country. So uh, stay tuned. Monday, we will continue the conversation. You will hear from a gentleman who has actually transitioned his daughter uh, at the age of 16 into a boy. Uh, There's a lot more where this came from. A lot of uh, science coming up as well. So thank you guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining me. Remember, be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And if you're an American, act like one.